Hello, I am Chris, and... No, uh, <laughs> greetings. Uh, I am Nathaniel. This is our podcast, uh, Arcanum Obscura. Obscura. And uh, the first episode was just an intro, and this one is a real episode. This is the first official, official episode. Kind of. More I've never researched in my life. <laughs> it's a learning experience. We'll get First there. Time I've ever done research ever. Okay. So you oh, also, you'll notice that we have our intro now. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, the intro would be already and then all set. It, well, I'm going to use the file we have already. So very smart. That's a good idea. But, but the intro is <laughs> probably actually going to evolve because my friend who wrote it wants loved doing it and he wants to keep adding to it. So it might evolve as the podcast evolves, which would be kind of neat. As it grows as it goes on, that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, interesting. Eventually, it'll be like at the end of it, full orchestra. Yeah, <laughs> I hope in like forty episodes, it's just white noise, just, <laughs> just straight white noise and nothing else. You're not expecting it. You turn on a podcast, your ears start bleeding, your eyes roll back. <laughs> and then after fitting. you're in that condition, we're speaking directly to your subconscious. Yeah. And then we'll play a tone that wakes you up at the end. We're going to be speaking to your soul directly. From yeah. There. I will tickle your soul personally. <laughs> well, do you want to give a little like uh, brief synopsis where you're going to be going over? I have it. Okay. Are you just going to dive right into it? Uh, Kind of. Well, okay, so... Any kind of backstory? We're doing a case that took place... Jesus. Over 100 years ago. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Holy Hannah. And, uh... Now, I only heard about this case a few years ago. And I'll explain more later, because I don't want to give anything away yet, on why I'm kind of surprised I only heard about this not too long ago. And then I found out there's a book about it as well as i believe there's another podcast about just one that i've heard of and a documentary possibly coming out documentary so you may have heard of this case you may have not hopefully not okay so today we're doing the case of hazel drew now it was on july 7th 1908 oh shit yeah long time oh wow now, the body of 20-year-old Hazel Drew was found. Now, there's some conflicting stuff in okay. almost every article I found. The body of Hazel Drew was found on the bank of Teal's Pond in Sand Lake, New York. Now, I think most of the articles I read said the bank. One or two said she was floating in the pond. All right. So it's kind of conflicting. Right. But it's still, nonetheless, in the Yeah. But pond. there yeah. Now, um, when they found her body, she was found with a corset string wrapped tightly around her neck. One article said it was a ribbon. Um, Did they specify what color? No, just a corset string. How do they know it was a corset string as opposed to like... She might have been wearing a corset and the string was pulled up and around. Maybe. Because back then you only wore corsets under your clothing. Nowadays it's a little bit... 908. I don't know about that. 19... What was it? 19 what? Oh, wait. Of course, it was like a bra and stuff back then. And she wouldn't be walking around a pond wearing a corset. She had clothing on. She had a corset <laughs> on under her clothing. No, 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 I get that. I'm just like I, I'm trying to remember. Like, she's just would they be wearing with a corset and panties? Yeah, and... would they be wearing? I guess they would be wearing corsets instead of bras. 
Well, they might say? have had bras too, but I mean, a lot of, like the upper class wore corsets. Okay. Especially, you know, came from England. It was big, trendy styles. <laughs> stuff like that. France, I believe, France. was I more trendy with corsets than England. My knowledge of where corsets came from is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Actually, I think he did say it was France. Too. It is French, he say, yes. Yep. He said, this is the latest style in France, and I just yanked it in and she couldn't breathe. So anyway, yeah. she was found with a corset string wrapped around her neck. And um, when they did the autopsy, they determined that the cause of death was actually blunt force, tra- blunt force trauma to the back of her skull. To the back, like... Someone smashed her in the back right. of her head, and that's what caused her to fall into the pond. Um, one article went into graphic, graphic detail explaining how horrible the scene was, but no other article ever said that. So I just think they were exaggerating. A they bit. found her. I, I don't think it would be that horrific. Well, they were saying like if, if she was floating in the pond or on the ridge of the pond. Well, they also you know they found her the next day, and that same article that said her skull was like completely caved in, and her body was bloated, and not but, after a day. Your body will blow after. Yeah, a day. but. They were saying um, to the point where she was, you couldn't tell who she was. You know what you do get, um, which is a weird thing that I know about, whenever you're in the water a long period of time, or a body is in the water for a period of time, it's called slippage. Where your skin slips. Yep, yeah, where your skin slips. I've heard a case where they go to grab someone's arm and the skin just yep. comes right off. That's both very interesting and extremely revolting. Do you know what happens, if, you know what's called when your finger skin gets ripped off? A bad day? Degloving. Oh, fuck. That's why a lot of people don't wear rings. Like, I have a stainless steel ring. If I slipped at work and this caught the edge, that ring is not breaking. My finger's coming off. Yeah. Um, there was actually a video I watched of, like, people actually having that happen where they got caught on something and the ring basically ripped off their finger. That late night talk show host. Which late night talk show host? There's uh, a bunch Jimmy of Fallon. He ripped his finger off? And, like, when he first started the show, and first few, first, I think it was, like, the first few months, maybe... But he had a huge thing of gauze around his hand. He slipped at his house, and his ring got caught on the countertop, and he degloved his finger. Fuck. That sucks. Yep. That's yikes. Yeah, it's called degloving. Okay, so... They found her. Yep, they found her. There was one article um, that said it was you're really either, bad. You're either on the bank or in the water. Then also, it, this was a big case, apparently. It was up in New York City. It was in the U.K., it was all over. Like people were hearing about this case everywhere in newspapers. Yeah, this is so old. Like people never died back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, the citizen was talking about it. So the the UK article was one saying it was a ribbon around her neck. They also said she was sexually assaulted. This I don't get. It said she was sexually assaulted, and that's why she was murdered because quote she got pregnant. What? You would not know that at that <laughs> point in time. You don't sexually, she was sexually assault assaulted and, and then, then magically know they're pregnant and then kill them. So <laughs> that, that's a weird. Le- this is from the UK article. Yeah. Uh so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird leap. And then, like I said, there was conflicting statements about. Uh, There's also conflicting statements actually about when she was last seen alive. One newspaper clipping said she was seen on a trolley coming from Troy. Which you don't know New York, but Troy, they're all cool, kind of close. From Troy? Like, yeah. I lived within 20 minutes of Sand Lake, Troy, and Albany. Hey, man, I've been to Europe. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Albany? Albany. Albany. So, anyway, there was a case. Uh, one guy said he saw her on the trolley going in from Troy. That's how most people got up there. It, Sand Lake became like a resort town once the trolley was formed. Okay. People could gotcha. just hop on it and right. go up to the you mountains know. for the day. Gotcha. And, uh, 
it was a, she was supposedly seen with a young man. But then the most um, commonly believed one is that, um, and they actually have you know witnesses for this one, aside from one guy. Um, two people saw her picking raspberries along the roadside by the pond. And those two people actually become suspects. <laughs> Lovely. Um, t- uh, they actually, they're, they're, there were two other suspects. Um, one they called, and I'm quoting this because I don't know what. Quote. They called him a dim-witted farmhand. A dim-witted yeah, farmhand. The dim-witted farmhand Frank Smith. This is the, also 1908, so. And a charcoal peddler named Rudolph Gundrum. And I that was know, a thing? People peddle charcoal? I actually know Gundrum family from up there. Do you really? Yeah, I, they're probably related because <laughs> it's in the same exact area. I'm pretty. I think my boss's last name is Gundrum. So, anyway, most accounts said she was picking raspberries. They say that they passed her in their carriage and they hailed her. So, you know, they greeted said, her. They, they greeted her, her, yeah. They said, Hail! Hail and well met, traveler. Yes. <laughs> what brings you to these remote parts? I, I wish you a warm. And welcome Would you like to partake of some of my charcoal? <laughs> I am peddling it. <laughs> Hail, traveler. I see you have raspberries. I can now trade with you. Okay, so now what came to pass during the investigations is that a girl, you know, Hazel Drew, who seemed super proper, actually had, like, multiple secret lives. So this and which brings up all the suspects. Interesting. Yep. So uh, first we have Frank Smith, the farmhand who said it was dimwitted. Dimwitted farmhand. Yeah. Apparently he had feelings for her, and he also made conflicting statement statements when they questioned him about seeing her, and probably about how they knew each other and stuff. Because this is multiple conflicting any, statements. This is over a hundred years ago, but did you ha- did they have any like quotes of like the no. conflicting stories? No, you can't find just... much about it. Huh. But they did say that um, he did have an alibi, multiple alibis, so he was completely cleared. Her uncle now, he was he also helped recover the body. And in the thing about him, it says that he helped recover the po- body from the pond. From lying the... Like she was in the water. Right. So, so like I said, it's conflicting. There, it, so it's very likely that she was in the pond. Yeah. And they also, he was also a suspect. And what about the charcoal peddler? Um, they don't really go much into him anymore. They're he like, was he was suspect. there. Yeah. He's peddling his charcoal. Probably as because he, was. he didn't stand out as much. Now, it's you got to you got charcoal. That's why. You got to, yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he just, just jumped in. He's and, just blending in with like the surroundings. He's just like, uh, oh, what's his name? He's got the charcoal dust all over his no, face. I'm trying he's to hiding think, out. I'm trying to think of a... Fucking... He was like Scrooge McDuck, McDuck. They came looking for me. Just dived into the coal. <laughs> just dived in the coal. I must go. My people need me. <laughs> Disappears. Never to be seen again. Throws a chunk of charcoal on the ground. Makes a cloud. And he's gone when it dissipates. <laughs> there and gone again. Charcoal, charcoal ninja. dust. <laughs> gone. <laughs> so this is so stupid. The oh, uncle, this is the stupid part? The, uh, well, the other stuff we're just saying. The <laughs> uncle was suspected because he was suicidal and melancholy. <laughs> this is also 1908, so melancholy means literally he could have had a mental disorder. But he was like, nah, he's melancholy. 
You know, yeah, what, yeah. I prescribe for that cocaine. Well, I'm assuming it meant he was kind of like solemn and <laughs> you probably, well, which would he... pretty much make every single person I know in the world a suspect in his murder. <laughs> I like how their their reasoning is he was melancholy and suicidal. It was like, yeah, that his niece would, just died. He would kill himself. Well, no, before that. Oh, before he's, that. He's been known to be that way. Okay. But anyway, he was cleared because they had no evidence on him. <laughs> yeah. Now, this, actually, these are the ones I believe are the actual murders. A pair of strangers were added to the suspect list, and you can't find any more about these two guys. I think I saw somewhere where they kind of mentioned either names or names that people had given them or something. But there was a pair of strangers that were seen shortly before it was believed she was murdered. One was waiting in a carriage while the other was rustling around the bushes by the pond looking for something. Weird. Just like... Which kind of sounds like maybe he did the murder, she fell in, he was looking in the reeds for her. Right. People came by in another carriage. So they're like, they let's get the hell out of here. They grabbed some charcoal. Threw it they grabbed some charcoal. They <laughs> started rubbing it all over their face. Sped it's the perfect the hiding. They'll never catch us. And like I said before, there's not much about most of the suspects. Another suspect was a dentist named Edwin Knauf. I don't know if I can pronounce that right. K-N-A-U-F-F. Knauf? Knauf? I guess. Ha! <laughs> Russian. <laughs> and uh, apparently he had proposed to her, even though he was currently married. Man, 1908 was a crazy year. Yeah. And then a, um, another suspect was a train conductor she was rumored to have been secretly dating. Now, they didn't know about any of this stuff. She was just a proper girl until they found her diary. Yeah, that's... Oh, shit. And her diary was listing all this type of crazy stuff. She was just like, yeah, man, I was out here doing these wild things with the train conductor. And then I hit up my homeboy, the dentist, Knopf. See, I didn't like the charcoal peddlers. He had too much charcoal. It, there was, but the train conductor only had just the right amount of charcoal. It was hard to find him sometimes because he had <laughs> just so much charcoal all over him. Now, another suspect was a local millionaire. Now, can you imagine being a millionaire in 1908? Is it converted, or is it, like, just, like, he's a local millionaire? He was, in, like... Like, for the, of the time, of the he time, was... he was a millionaire. So I'm assuming it was a million dollars. He had a million dollars. Yeah, which would have been, like, a trillion today. Yeah, a million dollars <laughs> in 1908. So he was rumored to have been in a relationship with Hazel as well. Now, also about him... I believe... See, I'm not sure because, like I said, it's conflicting statements. There's, uh, she was employed. This was also another suspect, Professor Edward Carey, who employed. It said he employed her as a governess. So, but another article also said that it was the millionaire who actually employed her. Oh, I see. So, okay, but one of them employed her as a governess, which I told you before. I did not know what this meant, so I had to look it up. <laughs> it meant she taught his children, like a private tea tutor at their Mary house. Poppins. Spoonful of sugar. Can't sing anymore or we got to pay. You can go 20 seconds, I believe. Uh, it depends on what platform. It gets. You rough. cannot sing Happy Birthday. Yeah, it's a public domain now. Is it finally? Yes. I know for the years and years you yeah, cannot. Yeah, for a very long That's time. That's why all the TV shows had like offbeat. Offbeat yeah. ones, yeah. <laughs> like Happy Birthday to somebody. You don't know. Yeah. Um, um, there was also a suspect, again, this this one said a half-witted son of a widow who liked to torture animals. So I'm wondering if that's the same as the farmhand, or how many half-witted people live, well, I lived up there, there's a lot of half-witted people. So. <laughs> Everybody's, also, this is 1908, so half-witted, they must be, 
not the brightest. I guess it's drooling. I should pro- can't chew I, properly. Can't have to think to breathe. <laughs> Wait. <gasps> oh, okay. I'm gonna go back to thinking about my heart. Okay, breathing time. <laughs> Cycling between the two. Yep. So there's a half-witted farmhand. Yes, he was cleared. And, and a half-witted, half-witted son, son of a widow who supposedly widow. tortured animals. I wonder if there's any co- uh, connection between the two. That's why I'm wondering if it's the same person. It might be the same person because... But, I mean, I don't... I guess... If you think widow. if it was a widow, she might have lost the farm. Because usually the... Yeah, but they don't say it was his farm. He was a hand-on. True, true. Okay, so... um it also said there was many more suspects. Like I read somewhere, it was over two dozen suspects, and they were all just being cleared left and right. So they didn't really have anybody. On the right side, they're clearing people at the very least. They're not trying yeah. to like hunt down the wrong person. Now, um, when they were researching, well, investigating, they found out stuff like she had recently, the day before, actually, she had quit her job. Just before she died. Yes, the day before. And they found that her luggage had been left checked in at the train station. Did, did they know where she was trying to go? To me, it almost to me it sounds like since it was left there, maybe she was going to leave with the train conductor. And one of these Could other she? guys who was in love with her, <laughs> you know, that would be, or maybe it was the train conductor. Maybe the train conductor that they thought that she and him had something good, and then she's actually leaving since he was the conductor of the train. She. He knew he she was leaving. Out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one train. So. <laughs> Wait, he's a train conductor of a tram? Or is it an actual train? Train. So it is a train. Yeah. Um, That's... Okay, now we get a little bit of the weirder parts of this. I mean, we had charcoal peddler. No, no, no. You okay. So her mother, when I talked to her, had believed a man with hypnotic power had control over... Her. It says her. I'm assuming they mean Hazel. It doesn't really mention. It just says she. Does she say who? No, that's all you can find about that part of it. <laughs> and then there was also mention of a local animal doctor practicing the dark arts. As you do. As you I do. mean, if I was a veterinarian. So you got to think, though, again, 1908, if he knew anything about herbs and medicine, he was practicing the dark arts. <laughs> 1908 wasn't the dark ages. <laughs> no, I know, but you got They gotta, weren't like, like burning witches at the stake. Still, but a lot of stuff, like, if you knew a lot about something, people thought weird about you. It was weird. You might be right, though. I mean, if you go back to, like, the witch trials, and, like, if you knew about herbs, you were a witch. Yeah, I mean, if you knew anything about human biology and how it worked, you're a witch. Even though, who was it, the uh, Greeks or the Romans that would do the surgeries in the amphitheaters? Yeah. So, they knew so much about this stuff, but then if you knew about it, years and years and years later, you were (laughs) a horrible person. Yeah, but, like, Rome and... Uh, Greece and those places were very progressive. Well, yeah, they also um, came like, up with the first um, aqueducts. Yeah. And then for some reason, we, we just like Went decided dumb. to regress whenever we... Just we just said, we can't do this. This is dark arts. And they all just started smacking themselves in the head with rocks. Until well, okay. A lot of things. Not to go off on a tangent, but a lot of it was due to religion. Yeah. Because like... Things got like... Greek and Roman chastised for doing were... things that you weren't supposed to do, and you just can't stop doing them. Yeah, I mean, in Greek mythology and Roman mythology, there's always people like shamans and all that. So, like, it wasn't weird or uncommon for people to have my... certain set of skills. But whenever you got into Christianity, it was black arts and my witchcraft. All-time favorite story from back in those days was the philosopher 
who got killed because he was bald. <laughs> an eagle or hawk was flying overhead with oh, a turtle, yeah. thought his head was a rock, dropped the turtle on his head and killed him. <laughs> I love that story. It's, oh. And I always wear a hard hat when I go anywhere. Yeah? Is that why? Because <laughs> we have a lot Did of turtles you ever down hear... here. I just recently read something about Plato, and I don't know if you ever heard it, but Plato apparently has won. He made a kid's toy. His family is still making millions of dollars from it. For some reason, there's a closet, too. I don't know what that's all about. No, um, he won the Olympics for wrestling. Did he? Multiple times. So he was, like, jacked. Yeah, Plato was jacked, <laughs> which was wild. That's awesome. Which is hilarious, considering, like... You don't believe students. my philosophy? Exactly. <laughs> there was like he had, he dealt with so many students who were constantly like trying to correct him. And he just beat the. Shit. And then just I was like, could you? He went all Roman Greco on their asses. <laughs> <laughs> fucking suplexed everybody. There was no fucking... suplexes in Roman Greco wrestling. Hey man, suplexes can happen anywhere, anytime. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, they were. I think the worst. Uh... The German suplex got by stomach flipping backwards. Yeah, I, I did wrestling for like two years. I've never done wrestling in my entire life. But could you imagine just like this guy who's philosophizing on like just life itself, and then you got one dickhead who's like, uh, "Actually, this stated right here," and he just turns around, and he's jacked as shit. Gives him the Zangief pile driver. <laughs> jumps in the air, spins jumps in the air, pile driver. Spins. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, so um, Jack philosopher is my favorite kind of philosopher. So, so we had those weird things, obviously, but then um, within weeks of her death, this is kind of weird because people still talk about this, but they know what caused it. There was a crying noise heard from the location of the pond, and they believed it was her spirit, but they found out it was a calf that was stuck in the mud. Yet they still talk about it. It was a bleeding calf, you know, bleating. You know, the noise. Yeah, I know what you meant. I got Just it. Just making sure they know because it might sound like bleeding. Yeah, you mean bleating. Yes. Or crying. So there was a calf stuck in the mud. Yeah, and it was bleeding. So people at night, before they found out what it was, they thought it was her spirit crying out. How long did this go on for? This was only a couple weeks from the murder. No, 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 no. Not, not like how long did the crying go on? Probably all night because people were. Right, but was it just one night? Yeah. Because the way it phrased it Just one night. Okay. They went out and found it was a calf, and they (laughs) unstuck it from the mud. The way they phrased it made it sound like it kept happening over and over. It was like, No, that's that's what's weird about why it's even a topic. You know, it was brought up in the articles. It was brought up once. It was like, her spirit. Almost every article mentions this. But then corrects themselves right after? Yeah, yeah, no, it corrects themselves. It says it was a calf. But you might find, you might understand that a little bit more later, too. Okay. So, um, that's weird. Okay, so that's basically the summary of Hazel Drew and how weird it was. And girl dies, nobody knows how for the whole big tie in, which is what this whole episode's about. And people might have already figured it out by now if they don't know the story. So, the you know, the whole story of Hazel Drew there was a guy named Mike Frost who was the co creator of Twin Peaks with mm-hmm. David Lynch. Spent all of his summers in Sand Lake with his grandmother. And she would tell him the stories of Hazel Drew. Which is why I think the bleeding animal kept coming up. Because they used it as a, to scare kids. Gosh. They kind of they blew the story up a little bit. To they made it scare into kids like, and keep them. Yeah, they made um, it into like a folk tale. Yeah. Pretty much. And it was like, you know, kind of like uh, nursery rhymes and 
The yeah. brother's grim. It was meant to keep the kids home it, at night. Well, all of them have like them. a thing to keep people away from. Whether yeah. it's whatever they didn't want them doing. Plants, there. animals, staying inside at so, night. Well, basically, it became a cautionary tale. Yeah. For all the kids growing up in the area. So he grew up hearing this story over and over and over. And obviously, if you know Twin Peaks, you can already see the heavy influence in the two stories. Gotcha. Now, for Twin Peaks, it initially ran for two seasons, 90 to 91, followed by the movie Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which was in 92, which was a prequel and a sequel. What? Um, the movie covers part on both sides of the series. Interesting. So it kind of starts off with like who she was and yeah. her relationship with other people. See, now, I love the show. I have not seen the movie yet. I'm I sure. have it. I just have not watched it yet. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but when I was reading this up, they said, yeah, it's considered a prequel and a sequel. I've been meaning to watch I just haven't been. You know me. I don't stop moving half the time. And then... Years and years later, in 2017, we were blessed with season three of Twin Peaks. And I told you about this. It stars my favorite actor. Do you remember? The midget? Oh, Matthew Lillard, not the weird-headed midget. <laughs> Creeps Matt- me out. <laughs> no, that's why you liked him. He was weird. And, okay, so if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, I highly suggest you watch it, for one. But it focuses on the murder of Laura Palmer whose body was found washed up on the bank of the river. She was also like the uh, homecoming queen. And just Popular like girl. Hazel Everybody was. liked her. Everybody liked her. She was a good girl. And also, you know, it focuses on FBI agent Dale Cooper, played by Kyle MacLachlan, and he arrives to investigate the murder due to a connection to another murder. Okay, so as with Hazel Drew, they find out, and you saw the beginning of the shows, yeah, I've only they, watched the, worst, like, yep. the first few episodes. They find out she's been living a double life through the same means, her diary. So, again, they tie in. Like, did they go into their house and just found her diary? Like, let's just read through this girl's diary and figure what. what she, well, the Hazel Drew one, I'm not 100% sure she had a diary. A lot of the stuff I read said that they also found out from someone else about all of her stuff, side stuff in her life that. Most people didn't know about. Weird. I mean, she was dating, or she was seeing a train conductor. Yeah, but this was all, like, side things people didn't know. For all they knew, she was a good Christian girl. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like, all these people thought... Well, there was no Facebook back then. Really? It's a lot easier to do stuff. This this was back during the MySpace times? This was before MySpace. (laughs) This was back in live journal, dead journal days. Live journal, dead journal. No. It's before your time? Just a bit. It was like a social media thing. It was dead journal, and then there was live journal. What was the point? You just you, just like Facebook. You just wrote about your life on it. Why dead journal, though? I'm not exactly sure, but to, when I went on was to it... Was it two separate websites? The few times I went on to it, it was kind of like darker, like gothy people. And... Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds it, it was like... like live journal came out, then they made a counterpart because they wanted to be different. Still. <laughs> so live journal came out... And then Death Journal was like, I know what we'll do. We'll make the same exact thing, but it's all for those, you know, gothic, edgy type people. Like, I I drink blood and pretend I'm a vampire kind of person. Maybe they are real vampires with vampire gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Are they doing a little stat and basically starting to draw attention to themselves and they want people to know who they are? Yep. 
I love and then it. And they sing in Jonathan Davis's <laughs> voice in the shower. <laughs> Even the girls, it's crazy. It's really weird. You hear I mean, him singing shoots and ladders in the shower, and you're like, is she possessed? So <laughs> What is going on? So anyway, they find out, you know, um, Laura Palmer, just like Hazel Drew, had multiple, I would say multiple double. I wouldn't say double life, it's just multiple different. Yeah, it, it seems double life would like be. Like in Laura Palmer's case, you find out she's got a boyfriend. She's cheating on her boyfriend, possibly into prostitution. Which you just hinted at the last episode you saw. Yep. And she was in the drugs. But to the town, she was the pretty homecoming queen. And, and what... Is there any... So, like, did Hazel, the actual girl that this happened to, did she also have a lot of the same things? I know she was seeing a train conductor. Uh, did she also have a boyfriend? And I also know there was the dentist that... Well, like, there was believed that she was in a relationship with the millionaire, the, the so dentist the monitor, the and dentist. the farmhand liked her. But for two, she was supposedly seeing a conductor and possibly the... The dentist. No, the millionaire. Oh. But then the, the dentist, dentist liked her and wanted to marry her. Oh, so, like, she had nothing to do with him. No. Like, she was what I could tell. I mean, we don't, you know, obviously... It is a hundred years that ago. much written about it. You can find articles online, and they just they don't say much. There isn't that much detective work back then. I would assume not. What are you least. talking about? If Dale Cooper was there. This would have been solved. <laughs> and you know, another tie-in is in Twin Peaks. Laura Palmer is teaching the rich guy's dim-witted son, the farmhand, <laughs> the widow's dim-witted. No, no, son. that would be Hazel Drew. Right, no, I'm saying, like, the connect, like... The, oh, the connection, dim-witted, yeah. Yeah, But it's separate, you know, like, like they kind of, compi- almost like they compiled those two stories. Yeah, they kind of put two they people made, together. She's still a teacher, but then instead of having a dim-witted kid, they made it the same person, the kid that was teach- being taught. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, it's another, like, total tie-in. And then, and well, okay, okay so Hazel Dree had what people would think were odd characters. Like, you know, the charcoal peddler, the... I mean, we've we've discussed this at length already. The charcoal peddler (laughs) is an odd character. So now in Twin Peaks, again, if you haven't seen it, you have a lot of odd characters. Please tell me there, like I I know there wasn't, but I really hope there was an FBI agent who did show up for for the Hazel. No. And he, like, loved coffee. He loved coffee. And pie. And pie. Was it cherry pie? <laughs> so yes. in Twin Peaks, you have, um, you know, the uh, the lady who talks to logs. Well, her, <laughs> a log, she has one log. The one-armed man, the one-armed woman. It wasn't me. It was the, the one-armed That's a great man. movie, by the way. Fugitive? And show, yeah. The old show was awesome. There was too. a show? Yeah, my dad used to watch it. Holy. Younger. And I started watching it, I loved it. I'm too wait. I'm way so, too fucking young. I mean, then there's, there's the one-armed man. You know, you've seen the one-armed woman. The yep. psycho. Yeah. There's a giant. And obviously, I mean, Agent Cooper himself is super eccentric. <laughs> so, Agent Cooper, though, is perfect. Because it, it really, it's really funny because the way they portray the FBI in that is oddly, not correct, but like, it's something that you think the FBI would definitely do back in that time. Because he's he's eccentric, because the, he does a lot of things that aren't really like the norm. Like he doesn't do normal detective work. Well, also, like you that know, one point where he talks of... about Tibetan monks and all that. Yeah, he was throwing <laughs> rocks. Yeah, I and love it was that. like 
when you initially watch it, you're like, no, the FBI wouldn't do anything crazy like well, this. Yeah, but earlier FBI wouldn't have just doing random things trying to solve cases before it was all like stapled down exactly. Right. That's how what I'm saying though. It. Like it makes sense because yeah. FBI back in that day did do a lot of weird shit. The Manchester Airs. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you'll see farther into Twin Peaks, you get into supernatural stuff in Twin Peaks as well. Yeah, the killer Bob, which is capitalized B O B, all capitals. Bob. Yep. And you'll hear the famous line Agent Cooper says soon enough that the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> it gets really supernatural soon. The birds are working for the bourgeoisie. I don't now, know. Like I said earlier, you know, I love Twin Peaks. My friends love Twin Peaks, and even though I grew up twenty minutes from where Hazel Drew was murdered, I never knew any of this stuff until a few years ago. I stumbled on it. How did you stumble on it? You were just like watching the TV show. And like, this is it a pop- good fucking artic- show. An article, actually, I think it might have been on the homepage of Google, popped up and told me I might like this article. Maybe because of where I used to live up there. Maybe. or Maybe because I was looking up Twin Peaks stuff. Or Big Brother has been watching you watching Twin Peaks. And is like, hey, this guy would love some more stuff about Twin Peaks. Yeah. But it's interesting because I grew up 20 minutes, if 20 minutes, from Sand Lake. I grew up, uh, I don't know, I have like 20 minutes. I was... 10 to 20 minutes from everywhere. New York's not that big. It takes like four hours to drive across New York. Yeah, it's not that big. It takes three hours. Okay, you know where I lived? It's like the center of New York. Yeah. It takes three hours to get to Buffalo. It takes three hours to go down <laughs> out of New York, so it's about six hours long. It's about compared to Florida, which is like a 30-minute drive from if you're going sideways from ocean to ocean. What do you mean? It takes me an hour to drive from one side of our county to the other. <laughs> our county's big. What the fuck? It's but not even... Below our county where the Florida comes in. It only takes like <laughs> a very short time to cross from one ocean to the other to the other coast. Sometimes. Florida's huge, though. A lot of people are... Because like, to get I from here to Miami is like five or six I wonder hours. how much difference there is land-wise. But New York is goddamn big. If you Probably square mile, New York. I would say... Seeing as Buffalo, I think, is pretty probably about an hour or more from the Canadian border. So Buffalo. you're thinking from Albany, like the middle of the state, like five to six hours up to Canada, and then you know three to four hours down to get out of New York. So that's a pretty big state. Not as big yeah. as Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing as big as Texas. But anyway, I, you know, I live within 20 minutes of pretty much everything. I, you know, I grew up in Berlin, which we talked about in the intro. And then uh, it was like, actually, when I lived in Berlin, though, it was like 20 minutes to Sand Lake, I believe, and it was like 40 minutes to Albany. When I moved back to Mechanicville, How like far were you from New York, New York? Three hours. Fuck that. The, the, no, that's the only New York that exists to anybody outside of New York. <laughs> You're from New York City? No. I'm, I'm from, from New York State. I'm from upstate New York, you know, where the capital is. I mean, you know, yeah, but you everything also, happens. People think uh, DC is in Washington. It's in its own little thing. Yeah, but you know, which actually I didn't know that until not too long ago. Really? I didn't know it was in the District of Columbia, which is DC. Which is DC? Yeah. They just did that. So A they lot can of do people think Washington. Well, they get confused because they hear the name Washington and go, "Oh, it's in Washington." It's like, no, no, District of Columbia in, is uh, up from us a little bit. It's Virginia and oh god, I can't because Washington's actually on the other coast, but 
Oh, you're talking about the state. The state is like the state of Washington. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's in the far left, pretty much. Uh, North, 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 northwest top corner. Yep. And right above us, if you drive straight up, like you can actually drive through Washington, D.C., going to New York from Florida. Yeah. I mean, but people are stupid. (laughs) As I, I mean, you tell them that. Washington, or D.C. in particular, is not in Washington, or New York. You know what? A state. You know what I found funny is when I started talking to people out of the country. Mm-hmm. They know more about our country than yep. most people in our country know, <laughs> and we know nothing unless we research it ourselves about other countries. Sure, but they do. They don't. We don't learn much. We learn about American mm-hmm. history, which is a lot of lies. Like yeah, Columbus Day. It, I fucking hate Columbus Day. Columbus Day we with the burning fucking... passion. We're called American named after America Vespucci. <laughs> <laughs> if Columbus discovered America, it would be called Columbia. That's my thoughts on this. Uh, also, I want to point out, like, when people say America, they don't realize we're not technically America. We're the United States of oh. America. And there is a South America. There is a South America. There's also America's a continent. Amer- North America's a continent. South America is a continent. Yeah, we touch together. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like, we're like one giant continent. Canada just does its own thing. Well, Canada is a part of North America. I know, but they, they do their own thing. They're tr- and they're, they're ruled slowly, by... They're slowly and surely breaking away. Aren't they still ruled by England? No. Mm-hmm. Sure? England they gave them England. their freedom a while ago. Like... England doesn't give anybody their freedom. <laughs> Look at Ireland. Like, I think it was like... My people had a fight with potatoes. <laughs> My people were almost wiped out by a potato. I think it was like 16 years after we had a civil war. But it's okay. They just gave. Just to stop for a second. This Canada. is a perfect example of what I was just saying. If you grew up in America, you don't even know half the shit about America. That's true. If you're from a different country, you pretty much know everything about America. <laughs> I had one of my coworkers talk to me. He was like, how far... Or, do I need a password to go to New Mexico? I was like, no, why would no. you need a password to go to New Mexico? He's like, well, do I got to cross the border and give them a passport? I was that like, would be Mexico. <laughs> I, I was like, where do you think New Mexico is? He's like, in Mexico. I was like, no, no. <laughs> New Mexico is not a city. It is a city. There is a city in New Mexico called New Mexico, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Uh, but New Mexico is a state. And I had to explain to him that no, no, no. I would say that would be an interesting topic to cover is those murders of the women along the Mexican border. But there is yeah, a whole there, series out right now on podcast about that. There's also, what was it? Juarez, uh, the Teardrop. Women of, Lost Women of Juarez. It's a podcast. It's actually really good. No, yeah, but there's another one that's like called Teardrop Road or something like that. And it's basically a whole few miles of road where just a bunch of Native American women and well, have you just people in general go missing? Have you ever looked into the Juarez thing? Mm-mm. They actually coined a new term called femicide. There's been like hundreds and hundreds of women Jesus killed in Juarez. War- okay, Miami used to be the, the drug capital. That's where all the drugs came to America. <laughs> yep. And they stopped it, and it went to Mexico, crossing the border, but it crossed through a town called Juarez. Gotcha. And these girls would go to work at these places. I forget what they're called. They were American-run companies, but they would pay them like you know, three bucks a freaking week. Because they were illegal, so they... And then, if you listen to the terrible. other cast, it's like 
you find out that the police are involved in it. That's why. So everybody the, knows about it. Yep. And every time you try and stop it, you get taken out. Something bad usually happens. Is it still to going you. on to this day? Yeah. They never solved it. Holy shit. The FBI went in and weird stuff happened. They think the police are involved <laughs> in it with the drug lords because there's a group of people in the drug cartel that enforce rules. They go out and they just kill people. They're the enforcers. But they think whenever a is new person... Is this what person, the movie uh, Sicario is based upon? No, but I think that's the term. A Sicario is a hitman. Yes, that's what yeah. they call the group. But what they do is... Uh, Did you watch the movie no. Sicario? It, it, it's very similar to but what you're describing. What they're thinking now is that the women that are being murdered, when the Sicario get, like, say, a new member, mm-hmm. the police will offer to bring the girl home bring her out to the desert they all rape her and kill her now you're stuck as part of the family because you were part of the crime initiation or they said they also heard people say that they also do it to celebrate massive drug runs they just grab women and kill them like i just don't understand this it's been going on for a long time i think they're up to like 300 women or more murdered wow. but it gives us there's a whole series about that we can't cover that <laughs> I know, but that, we cannot go into in depth like a whole season is doing. That's true. But we could do is um, it's actually they have other casts. It's the same group. They did uh, the Zodiac killing. Okay, same group. We can still do them. I just it just won't be as in depth, and yeah. we can always at the end of it tell them about the other one. That way, we can still get people interested in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think more and more people should get interested in stuff like that. The, the more focus on it, the harder it'll be for them to get away with stuff. Yeah, I agree. It'd be a good idea. There's a lot of interesting stories out there, but that one's a little bit more. Let's just not present. focus on the sacred, massive amounts of sacred burial grounds in my backyard. <laughs> burial mounds. <laughs> sacred burial mounds. Yes, that's what they are. Don't question it. That's what they are? Yeah. I thought it was just a pile of rocks. And the grass just grows so much better on top I know. Of them. It's just nice. It's so green. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that covers uh, Hazel Drew and uh, the tie-in with Twin Peaks, and I hope maybe you haven't heard that before. And It's really interesting, though. Hopefully you've seen Twin Peaks. If not, maybe it want, makes you want to look into it more and see Twin Peaks, which I actually found out it's also considered one of the uh, best shows that was ever on TV. <laughs> it's like Firefly all over again. <laughs> Yeah, but this was, like, not just a group of people considering it the best show. It was like... What do you mean? I love Firefly. Fire. Don't get me wrong. Come on, I have Firefly toys right behind you. <laughs> I love Firefly. Everybody loves Firefly. I have yet to meet a person who doesn't like Firefly. Uh, talk to girls. No. <laughs> it's There's... like Monty Python. Girls don't like Monty Python for some reason. That is wrong on so many It is levels. not wrong. I know so because many girls that hate Monty I know many Python. women that do like... You're a different generation than me, though. But we grew up without the internet and all this stuff, so we didn't get to find all the weird, funny things. <laughs> I grew up listening to Monty Python on record. Everybody likes Monty Python. I do. I love Especially Monty in Python. this generation. You can hit all the baristas. Speaking of like it. the British humor, I was telling my daughter she's got to watch the uh, IT Crowd. Is that what it's called? Yeah, IT Crowd. I love that show. That's a good show. I was talking about the part where he's got the... Everything's always catching on fire, and he can't put it out, so he's like, I'm just going to put this fire with that fire. <laughs> I like the part in that episode where he like starts building. He puts like a monitor up around the fire so it looks like a screensaver. Yeah. So people will walk in and it's like, oh, that's a cool screensaver. That's, that's such a great show. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a kind of, you know, I haven't heard too many people mention that show. IT Crowd? I think 
maybe in your group of friends, but again, you guys are way younger than me. <laughs> yeah, we're not ancient like you. You're like half my age, so. <laughs> yeah. What's your point? Just under half my age. I think yeah, that's about right. Because you're like what? Well, I don't know if you want to get your ages out there. I mean, I don't care. I mean, mine's in the freaking title of the intro, so you can find my age. <laughs> I'm 22, so yeah, it's yeah. just a little bit. Of... I'm gonna be 41 this year. I'm old. I feel like I'm 80. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that that... You know, that wraps up that whole story. On the a less somber note, as that story, did they ever? Less somber note is I'm already half to dead, over half to dead. Meh. General males live about 70, 35, middle age. It'll be fine. We'll get prosthetic organs and shit. But, I mean, if this was like the 1800s, I'm doing damn good. Yeah, you're like, you're reaching those limits. <laughs> I'm like a Methuselah. <laughs> you could probably become like a shaman of a group. I would have been dead like 35 years ago. That was back in the 1800s. <laughs> that was, you get married at five because hey, you're, you're going to die at eight. We would have put you on a raft a long time ago. Yeah. But... God, now I lost my train. I thought I had something to say, and you totally derailed that whole thing. That's what I do. I'm good at it. Gosh. Um, nope. Can't remember. I guess it's not important. But I think on those notes, I think it was a... I definitely want to do some more of these. Definitely want to well, do some more. the whole podcast. I hope you want to do some right, more. Right, but I'm saying, like... <laughs> I, I remember my train of thought now. Did they ever figure out, like... There isn't much information about this. Did they ever solve the case? No, not, no. I know they didn't they solve never it. solved the case. Um, actually, though, the documentary, the book, and all that stuff is actually bringing people, bringing it back up, and I think guess they're going to start looking at it again. That'd be interesting, but there isn't much evidence to really go on. Yeah. Also, like, did they did they confirm whether she was uh, sexually assaulted? Did they? I only saw that in one article, and it just made no sense what they said. Yeah, that doesn't make the UK article. It was like yeah. she was. I mean, I don't like assaulted. using the term rape, but you don't rape someone and instantly know they're pregnant. No, I mean there are people who have sex every day and not know that they're pregnant. They might not be pregnant, but so it was blunt force trauma to the back of the that head. That was the cause of death. That was the they cause determined of death. that was definitely the cause of death. Did they ever figure out what it could have been, or was mm-hmm. it just like eh, probably it's a char- <laughs> lump of charcoal still stuck in the head? <laughs> I'm telling you, this charcoal man is the strangest <laughs> person out of them all. He shows up randomly, gives a bit of a hand, and then disappears. And nobody, like nobody, get what? Did they even get his name? Not that I could find. No, wait, no, they did. I think there was. They did name them both. I, I, the dim-witted son. I know the dim-witted and I think the charcoal peddler. I don't remember if I wrote that down. Check it real quick. I, I really need to know what the charcoal peddler's name was. Well. Anything? You, I'll look. I mean, talk. I can keep talking. I just, I just really got to know who this charcoal peddler was. I mean, he shows up out of nowhere. What about? I got an idea. What about if the two strangers? Yeah, I named him Rudolph Gundrum. Oh, you did. That yeah, was yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, because I know a Gundrum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, Frank Smith was the the, the quote unquote dimwitted, dimwitted farmhand, and Gundrum, Gundrum was, was the peddler. charcoal peddler. Yeah. You said you know the Gundrums, or you know a family yeah. of the Gundrums? You want to get them in? <laughs> we'll just... All right, we got to know about this charcoal peddler yeah, here, family. family. Tell me everything you know. We know nothing. He's got a little piece of charcoal on a necklace. <laughs> charcoal under his fingernails. Yeah. He's been we recently know nothing of charcoal. charcoal. <laughs> well, on that note, 
that's probably going to be the end of this episode. Yeah, did you find anything interesting in there? Anything there, new? Anything new? Charcoal Peddler. He's well, my I mean, new favorite guy. You didn't guy. know much about Hazel Drew, right? No, I didn't really know anything about Hazel Drew. But it's interesting that she lived a double life, or a multiple life. Um, yeah. Everybody seemed to like her. She was leaving for some reason. How old was she? 20. 20? Yeah. Just leaving. Man. Back in the day, 20 was... <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say thank you to Ed again for the great music. And I wanted to give a shout out to his brother, Little Ab. Little Abs? Little what? Abner. His name is Little Abner? No, so we nicknamed him Little Abner. Oh, good God. He's also got a band. Everybody's got a Little band. Little Abs and Immaculate Conceptions. <laughs> They're also the biggest band in the world. Thank you for watching the podcast. <laughs> or listening. Thank you for digesting this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, have a good day or night. And remember, the owls are not what they seem. <laughs>